0: Hey there, welcome to the Joyful Rebels podcast. We've got Claire and Donna Thomas here, your mother-daughter duo. And this week, we're taking on the topic of getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. And this is something that we both have a good amount of experience about, so we're excited to talk about it. Uh, We all, everyone listening here, we all have a threshold for how uncomfortable we choose to get right? And you'll hear that word choice coming up a lot. Um, And you've probably heard of the word comfort zone. And comfort zones can be beautiful things, but nothing grows there. I've I've mentioned that on the show before. I love that. I can picture the meme with like wildflowers in the background. But if we're talking about the benefits, if you're listening and you're like, well, I already am going to tell you, I don't like being uncomfortable. We hear you. Okay. Mm -hmm. But there's benefits to it. And so if we're talking about wanting growth in our life. So if you've ever been sitting there, like I'm feeling kind of stuck or stagnant, I'm not really going anywhere. I've had a hard time sticking to habits. Uh, then one thing that you might want to address is intentionally adding some discomfort to your life. And yes, like, <laughs> that sounds like horrible, yeah. but it's a good thing. What do you think, mom? Is it? Am I lying here or is it maybe a good thing?
1: No, it's so... Uh... When I'm comfortable, I know I'm not growing just because I feel comfy and I I, inertia sets in and I just am not moving in any direction. And yet, life um, uh, things will happen out of my control that will bring me out of my comfort zone. So it's it's I really find that when I can uh, manufacture some things that pull me out of my comfort zone, then I then I have a little bit of say in it, a little bit more say in it, more direction, so that when the things that happen out of my control. Uh, I got more gas in the tank for that. So I have seen that in my life over and over again. And and just to, to compare and contrast, being comfortable for a short amount of time, sure, I'm not looking to just be out over my skis all the time. I'm not. And, and uh, so that it's a balance. But I'm finding that from, um, you know, I had a rough childhood and, uh, you know, you do your work to make peace with that. But I think some of that has helped me be okay with being uncomfortable that now if I can do it with the intention of growing from it, like knowing that right from the outset, then i I seek it and I seek it in seasons of my life and 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 plan and prepare for it. um and that's the only part of it because there's other stuff that's gonna pull me out, but I like to drive the bus on that. I like to be able to say when i'm I'm gonna put myself and be uncomfortable. um and it's just a great learning process i I am humbled by it, and yet it's a part of life, and uh, it's a choice. and mm-hmm. I absolutely make that choice. Uh, mostly daily. And and I can't say it's a hundred percent, nor does it need to be, but uh, I think it's the way to go. I think it's a way to make life interesting and adventurous and to learn things because we get one life. This is it. So let's play.
0: I hear you on that. And I think one of the themes that kept coming up when we were talking about this before the show is it's not this one and done thing. You're going to do something intentionally to step out of your comfort zone and then you feel great and then you're just comfortable with everything. <laughs> it's like, yeah. oh, if only it were so easy. No, it's something that you are gonna consistently work on. And you know why, why do we wanna work on it? Well, you touched on that with what you just said is things are gonna happen to us that are out of our control. And the question is, how prepared do you wanna be for that? How able do you wanna be to bounce back? That word resiliency. Um, and one way to increase your resiliency is to intentionally and like mom you said manufacture moments where you can step outside of your comfort zone so again these are the reasons why we would choose to step out of our comfort zone and i know for me um there was a time in my life where this was happening daily so i after grad school i went and moved to the bahamas a small island in the bahamas called eleuthera which you might have heard in the news lately because disney just put a huge uh cruise port on one of their beautiful lighthouse beach mom i think we went there oh, um, yeah. They now it's a disney thing but anyways uh that was a time in my life where i can look back but even in the moment every single day multiple times a day i was going out of my comfort zone and now i'm not going to recommend that as oh this is definitely the way to get more comfortable with being uncomfortable But again, even in the moment, I would be surprising myself constantly. And when you're going out of your way and you're doing things that maybe scare you a little bit, right, maybe that you're worried, fear of failure, um, that's where you build that confidence. So there's a lot of other tendrils that are going to come out of this and benefits of stepping out of your comfort zone. And um, when I was reminiscing about this and thinking about some of my favorite (laughs) moments, um, of what Claire from Bahamas did, Uh, right when we got down there, they said, okay, you have to be able to drive our work vehicles. I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. You know, we have visiting groups coming in. Um, I was a scientist there and a teacher, and we did educational programs. Um, The vehicles were these big 15-seater vans, uh, but the steering wheel was on the right side. Okay. Okay already a little bit different. And you drove on the opposite side of the street than I'm used to in the United States. Then there was the other fact that it was a uh, manual transmission. Oh, the and trifecta. The, <laughs> and the shifter is on the left. Oh. So, so just, I mean, this was already something that I was scared and nervous about. And I had driven stick shift, you know, on a, you know, American vehicle in the U S maybe five years before that. So I kind of, a little bit the idea of it. But having to go through the training of that and the urgency, that was the other part of it. We need you to get checked off on this so you can take these groups out. Um, I was amazed that Claire could do that. And so I think that that's one of these really cool benefits of going out of your comfort zone. Not only do you get okay with those feelings of discomfort, but you might surprise yourself. Um, one of my other things that I was amazed that I did um, I got trained as a rescue scuba diver. Uh, some of our diving, we would go out and we would go to six sites in a day. One of our big projects was on lionfish, which was this invasive species. It would come into the Atlantic and it would basically eat all the smaller reef fish. And so all of a sudden your biodiversity plummets, and that's bad for many reasons. But we would go out and try to survey how many native fish are there, how many lionfish. So, being scuba diving, that was important. I wanted to get my rescue diving, um, which is the next level up of certification. So if someone got injured or hurt in the water, you could rescue them. Well, they decided to have our final checkoff day when we were doing our, you know, checkout to actually get certified. I can't remember if it was one or two days before a hurricane. (laughs) So... What that means is the winds were crazy. And when there's crazy winds, the water is very choppy because we're talking about these shallow cuts. And that's what we were doing, um, our training. And so, uh, my favorite part of that. So again, we're talking about like extreme for me, the height of discomfort, getting in the water, it's cold, it's choppy, uh, My favorite part was one of the main uh, things on the exam was to help a rescue or rescue a diver who was in distress. So this means someone that's pulled their regulator out of their mouth and they are fighting because if someone is in distress in the water, that's what they might be doing. They're kicking and punching. So we've got our instructor kicking and punching anyone that gets close to him. So this is intense. I managed to sneak around behind him as he was distracted. And I was able to subdue him, get his regulator and help him and bring him to shore. And my favorite part of the story is as we get to shore and I pull off all my gear because I had a mask on a hood, like it was really cold. um, He just points at me and he looks at me and kind of shakes his head. And I'm like, what? He's like, that was you? (laughs) I was like, yeah, because I was a bit more subdued during classes and I was never really the standout diver. And he goes, Now I don't know if I should have been offended by this, but he goes, I totally thought that was one of the guys. And I'm like, Oh, nope, that was me. So wow. just that feeling. So the point being is that feeling of, you know, maybe there's some discomfort. So I chose to do that right. That wasn't mm-hmm. thrust on me. There was still some uh aspects of it that were out of my control, but to be able to go for something like choose, okay, this is going to make me uncomfortable to step into it, whether you're scared or not. And being scared is fine, right? It doesn't mean no fear if you're choosing to go into that, but to come out on the other side of it, just the the feelings of pride of just being so happy and joyful. So again, when we're talking about benefits of this, not only is it to increase your resiliency when things are out of your control, but you're going to get this boost of pride, of confidence. Mm -hmm. Um, And it doesn't have to be something so big as that, right?
1: That's huge. I mean, you guys, you're listening. I've been to where she's talking about it w- I would call it rustic the, the area. I mean, it wasn't very developed and right. so you're, it was like there wasn't a lot of conveniences and um that sounds horrifying to me <laughs> to do that. not a very strong swimmer, but but what a great way you knew what the task was and you made the decision to go for it. and then and I love that the follow through even if there hasn't been a precedent set before it in that exact same thing, doesn't mean that the potential isn't there. So again, another vote for our future selves to yeah. get uncomfortable to, to, to put some investment in the bank there. And although that being said, I'm going to say, I'm not surprised that you did that. <laughs> you guys know Claire, as you're getting to know her, like her ability to do some really righteous things is cool. And that is a great example of um, maybe a, a pinnacle moment. But so many other things can evoke those feelings and still produce that feedback loop, whether you get immediate feedback like she did or you don't, like Mm. there's still the process that's happening. So I love that. I'm glad that you shared that. Although, you know, I look at being uncomfortable and for me, uh, you know, the ways are not quite that and they don't have to be. And you said it beautifully, but I get that same kind of feeling when I'm in like, like as an introvert having conversations, Mm. having more conversations. So that might be a real life way in order to lean into the discomfort and to to put yourself in a situation that uh, still has the same kind of teeth to it, but it looks different for each person. So for me, I do identify as being an introvert. I do believe I'm managing it much better than I used to, but uh, being in social settings and starting conversations is not something that I want to do. I'm going to say it, with certainty right now. And that's ever, I don't really ever want to do that. But in my interest of wanting to learn and grow, I know that this is a tender space for me. And look, notice that I'm not saying that I'm bad at it. I'm saying mm-hmm. it's a tender space. So I thought I needed to do some reps. So for me, it's about, uh, you know, I know if I engage here, uh, I will be a better conversationalist and I can interact in different settings. Because ultimately what happened for me when I put myself in that situation, whether I'm a greeter at church, whether I am, I just recently was at an industry party and wound up having to sit at a table where I didn't know anybody. And my first thought was like, "Ah!" and the second, and what happened was I met a couple of really cool people, one on the right, one on the left. I don't choose to do that. That's not my first go to. I would much rather go with the people that I already know. But in the situation, I now have confidence that I can handle it, and it will turn out to be fun. So I I appreciate that I can talk to different people now. It's not as big of a stretch as it is, and also even like the the fear, real or imagined, of of being rejected, is reduced because I'm just in the you're just having a conversation with people, you know, getting familiar with the space. And not having a a feedback loop of knowing that I'm getting better at it as the time I'm just in real time, I feel I feel encouraged to keep doing it because I know that this is something that is in alignment with where I want to go in life, and that is to stretch and grow. So, if anybody like the small talk thing, uh, if you're listening to this in the time that we're recording it, we're in the holidays. Maybe you're in a situation where you're going to have more time to have these, you know. Quick conversations with people. Engage. Lean in. This is the time to do your reps. Have some conversations. And some people aren't going to hit and you're not going to have a great long conversation. It doesn't have to be. It's just a matter of showing up. And the way I'm looking at it is I'm showing up for the world around me, uh, but most importantly in this situation for myself.
0: I love that. And I love how you said the future me because I that always clicks when I hear that. I like to think about that in my day to day because something you mentioned earlier, it's not always that immediate feedback loop. And maybe you have a small talk conversation with someone and it is awkward. But I think that's a really important point that when we're stepping out of our comfort zone, we're not saying that it's going to be easy every time or anytime. time. Um, we're not even going to say that it's necessarily going to be enjoyable. Right. But isn't that the mm. point? isn't that the point? Getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. And I love how you said that the more reps you put in, um, you don't have so much of that fear of rejection, because I'll say I'm on kind of that other end of the spectrum where I don't have much opportunity for small talk, just where I'm at in my day to day with the kids. um, Most of my conversations are with them. And so the less you do something, the more that fear grows, right? Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've ever experienced that. One of those, if you don't, use it, you lose it. So again, when I think back to Bahamas, Claire, like, man, there are things she would do where now I'm like, "Ah, I could never, but I could. It's just the longer that you put off doing something, you don't want to do it. It might feel more scary, but that doesn't mean that you can't do it. It doesn't mean that you can't do it. And when you put in those reps, it's going to get a little easier. So for me, my one tip for this week is, so I like tip number one of Let's go with some small talk. And almost especially if it's something that makes you feel cringy. Like, Mm -hmm. let's go for it. Let's get our reps in. Let's get better at it together. The second thing is, and maybe maybe small talk is going to be included in this, do something that you don't feel like doing. It's Mm -hmm. a little bit broader, but a lot of times our brains are going to have this type of equation. I don't want to do something equals don't do it. Mm -hmm. And that's it. If we don't feel like doing something, then our brain's like, no, no, then don't do that. And so we almost have to rewrite that story as, wait, can I pinpoint something that I don't want to do? And now we're not talking, you know, you know what we mean here. It's just things that are going to make you uncomfortable, right? Not bad or dangerous things, but what's just something I don't really feel like doing and go do it. So that's my task for you this week is can you pick something and it can be so small. It can be, oh, I had a goal where I wanted to walk today, but it's a little drizzly. Can you walk even when it's drizzly? And I know for me, and this is the example I'm bringing, because for me, that's so like, no, I don't want to. It messes with my hair and I might get my shoes wet. But that's the thing. Can you view it in a different mindset of, ooh, I'm going to do something that I don't really want to do, right? No huge harm in doing it, just the fact that I don't want to do it. And I know Mm -hmm. that my brain is saying, I don't want to, so don't do it. So I'm going to butt up against that and do it anyways. So for you listening, what's going to be your little bit of exposure therapy this week? And maybe it loops back to number one. I don't want to make some small talk. Oh, I see my Mm -hmm. neighbor outside. I'm going to wait to go to my car. You know, Guilty there. Um, Pick something, even if it's small, that you're going to do this week and notice how it goes. And again, it might not be fun. We're not going to promise you that it's going to be fun. We're not going to promise you that it's going to be easy as you're doing it, but you're putting in the reps. Why? Because you care about future you and you care about growth. And mom, would you think it's fair to say that it pretty much aligns with a joyful rebel's way of being? Just going to say that.
1: That's (laughs) it. That's the crux of being a joyful rebel here. You're doing things that you have the broader picture of the value of it. Uh, for you and those around you. So if we are kind of slaves to our emotions and our, our motivation, which we know is fleeting, like we're going to transcend that, but we're going to do it with this joyful heart. Cause we know that there's, there's other benefits that come out on the other side. That is the essence of mm. being a joyful rebel is not just giving in to things when we're like, mm, I don't think I'm going to like that. Therefore I'm not going to do it. no, more often than not we're going to follow through with this open heart as best as we can just do it do the thing do the and thing. then you'll see how the 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 tumbling aftermath of growth of learning of being proud of yourself and you know which i think is in short supply as adults especially when it comes from inside. I think we have to help ourselves with that. I'll say that we have to help our, I do. I have to help myself with that. And that is being a joyful rebel is to confront this stuff head on and to stay trying to grow in a way that doesn't necessarily feel good right at the beginning, but pays off in dividends later.
0: Absolutely. Couldn't have said it better. So you listening, thank you for listening today. And what's your one thing that you're going to do? Think about it and then do the thing. Until next time, Rebels.